the 2019 NBA Champions. Repping everywhere I go. Everybody from the cold. This is where we call it home. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Terp Season 2, Episode 7, Overall Episode 29. We are here. It's a beautiful Thursday evening. I just saw DeMar DeRozan miss in well, a step back, long distance two to beat the Cleveland Cavs. It's all happening. It's exciting times. Not so exciting for the Raptors. I'm here joined by with Akshay. Akshay, what's happening, buddy? Uh, I am cat sitting. So, warning: if you hear any meows, she just woke up from her nap, so she's uh, she's extra hyper now. But she's now settled into sitting on a chair. So hopefully she just sits there for the remainder of this episode. Um, everything else is good except the way the Raptors are playing right now. Um, so can we not talk about the Raptors at all? We will not talk. The Untitled Raptors podcast will not talk about the Toronto Raptors because we only talk about the good stuff. We do not talk about the bad stuff. Yeah, let's we're just talk about We're just going to talk about life for 30 minutes. How's Have that? you seen this new chair challenge? What is this chair challenge? You haven't seen chair challenge yet? No, I have not. Uh, is it on TikTok? No. <laughs> I have not seen it then. I, somebody at work told me about this chair challenge. So there's this apparently this chair challenge, right? Where where uh, a, men have a hard time doing it, but women can do it very easily. So the, the challenge is you put... they So you, you, you go to a wall, you put like your nose against the wall, and then you take two steps backwards. Okay, so you're, okay. you're two... two feet or two of your foot length backwards yeah, okay all right, all right. and then you bend forward and they slide a chair under you like between you and the wall they slide a chair this is a challenge yeah yeah this, just hear me out they slide, slide a chair under you like between you and the wall and then you hold the chair and you're supposed to just get you're supposed to just strain your back holding the chair so just lift the chair essentially and so there's like this challenge and it's going around it's like viral and you and apparently there's like, it's really funny because women can do it really easily and men struggle with it. And it sounds like nothing, right? You're just lifting up a chair when you're bent over. And so somebody told me to try it at work and then I tried it and I couldn't do it either. And then I was like, this is ridiculous because like there's, you, there's no way that this like challenge is actually harder for males. But there's all these videos on YouTube of males failing it. So then I looked it up. And apparently what happens is males height to feet ratio is like different. They tend to have larger feet. So when they do like the two steps backwards, they're a little bit further away from the wall. And so then when they have to lean forward and touch their head against the wall, their center of mass is like off. And so they can't lift the chair because now they're tilted forward. Whereas women have smaller feet. So when they tilt forward, their center of mass is still at a good point for them to lift the chair. So this is the explanation of the chair challenge. <laughs> that was honestly the waste of two minutes of my life. I think. I, I, <laughs> so if anybody, okay, but here, here's the thing: you didn't, you haven't seen the chair challenge yet, but there's somebody out there 
who's done the chair challenge already and uh and they will they will appreciate that scientific explanation of the chair challenge absolutely ridiculous i'm surprised i'm not even on social media and stuff and i don't even i've heard of it i'm surprised you haven't heard of it yet actually i'm on social media but i only watch important things in life all right like i follow like all i know on social media is yahoo sports decided to just cut 30 percent of their staff (laughs) i felt like it's more i felt like it's more i think everyone who i followed on yahoo just sent like an email and be like hey sorry we're not there anymore i'm like oh my it was actually seven people they cut, but I was actually surprised they cut so many people because, well, I, I, first of all, I think they're a very lean operation. I don't think they have a lot. I would imagine their staff is like 20, but seven they cut, which is surprising because I thought, okay, this is one news outlet that is like actually growing in Toronto yeah. or in Canada because yeah. of the Raptors. And I think now they're like the leading coverage for the Raptors. Like you would go there first, right? Because they've got like, Will Will Lou and Alex Wong and Stephen well, they had Vivek, they had Vivek Jacob before they laid him off yesterday and things like that. But apparently they laid off seven people. So what do we know? Um, yeah. So should we go back to the chair challenge? No, let's go back to the rappers. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I don't want to waste so much time here. Have you I done- just. What other challenges have there been? There was there was a cinnamon challenge. Or I've done the cinnamon at, challenge. I've done the cinnamon I'm, challenge. I'm totally avoiding talking about the rap. I've challenge. done the cinnamon challenge. Have you done the cracker challenge? The I've done the cracker. Challenge. Yeah, I've done the cracker challenge, cinnamon challenge. Uh, well, Did you I failed both. I failed all of them. I've I've never beaten a challenge. I'll tell you that right. All right. There's a, there's a reason for that. You never beat these challenges. You get like destroyed by them. Half. Can you lick your elbow? No. I can't do any of that stuff. I have failed every single challenge that exists on social media, including that water bucket challenge, which was absolutely ridiculous. But I guess we raised money. It is what it is. But most importantly, have you failed the James Harden defense challenge? There's my segue. Thursday at Houston. Let's go into Raptors. Give me your thoughts. What are your thoughts? Uh, the Raptors did fail. <laughs> that, that. They so failed the Raptors, that challenge. They failed that challenge. Yes, 100% they failed it, man. They, they, they allowed, so here's the thing. You either have to let him not score or let, um, or stop the other guys, right? The other guys went off and he scored 24 points on great, like on great percentages on 20, on 11 shots. He scored 24 points on 11 shots. Yeah. But like 11 shots is like, but I, I, I still think I, I have a different view on this, but okay, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, I think, I think you, you failed because you, you didn't hold the other guys so you either let you either hold him down, which you didn't, because twenty four points on eleven shots is really good and efficient, and it's not like some if 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 uh, Pascal Siakam scored twenty four points on eleven shots, we would all be praising him for that game, and then and then you let Ben McLemore have like practice jumpers in the corner. So they didn't they like apparently Nick Nurse was happy with the defense because it was like a really kooky defense. Uh, and he was like happy with the looks and he was happy with the deflections and blah, blah, blah. And so he saw some stuff that he liked. But from that particular game, right, like you didn't you didn't do it. But maybe it's like a building block. Maybe like that helps you in the future. Understand like how you can tweak that defense, right? See, the way I look at it, I thought it was a pretty successful game, all of the results. So I'll tell you, in the end, yeah, results didn't work out. But I think the game plan was perfect, right? You're going to take your chances. I'd rather take my chances on Ben McElmore missing like a couple of shots or any of those other guys rather than James Harden. The way James Harden shoots right now is maybe it's 11 shots, but his game's not suited 11 shots. He's not an efficient scorer. He needs He's a volume shooter. As in, he yeah, but needs. He, he was good that game. He was right? good that he was good that game. 
because the shots he got were off rebounds. I think offensive rebounding hurt us big time. If you're going to let players like Ben McLemore and all these other guys shoot, you got to grab that rebound. They're going to miss it. The rebound comes out, defense scrambles, Harden's getting that open look. I think crossing that half, double teaming was phenomenal. Right? I thought it was good. We forced the ball in, in Russell Westbrook's hands. What killed us was I don't think it was Ben McLemore's threes. It was the offensive rebounding. Where like you gotta get the board because you're not gonna get different chances. Scramble defenses don't work really yeah. well. Like and a twenty that came. You just can't. You can't win like that, right? So I think the defense is unique, and I think it's. I think we of the Raptors of all the teams that have played James Harden have played the best defense on him. As in, we don't even let him touch the ball. Eleven shots is nothing. Yeah, he scored twenty four, but this is James. Harden, he needs like 80 shots. He's a volume guy. And you change his game up, you change his psyche up, and forcing guys like, uh, I don't know who the hell was playing with these guys. Even Russell Westbrook taking three-pointers, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. all day you can let him do all it. But day, the other right? guys are much better. If you if you yeah. told me you could take all the PJ, PJ Tucker is a good three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah. but you I'd know? rather give him a house. shot than, but you'd rather give those guys a shot than James Harden, right? I don't know if it's if it's James Harden contested at the top versus PJ Tucker. Like literally, there was nobody within five feet of PJ Tucker when yeah. he was taking those shots. That's a, those are very different cases. Like they're not just like PJ Tucker versus James Harden taking the shot. It's James Harden contested by OG and Anobi versus PJ Tucker take, completely open. It's, 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 a, it's a different risk, right? You take the PJ Tucker contested shot, non-contested shot, because you hope they miss it. The guy who's going to be at the f- top is going to be James Harden and not an elite defender. You got to realize that. Not an elite defender on a transition play that's getting to it. So all of a sudden, you got P.J. Tucker in the corner or uh, Ben McLemore. None of them are like elite at all, but they're taking their shots. They're missing their shots. You got to get the rebound, and you got to run the door. When you're running, the guy, the last guy back is the guy at the top of the key, and that's James Harden. And he's going to be hesitant to foul. That's when you can attack him. And I think that's what the Raptors miss. Because if you're not getting that rebound, you're giving it back up. You're giving it back up. I know. And this, but that's, like a, that's, a, that's a trend of this, their, I think, their I think defense, the right? Biggest, the biggest thing of this, I don't think it was James Harden. I think it's offensive rebounding. You cannot let a team get offensive rebounds like that. I know. That's the big but, thing. But then they didn't, they didn't do a very good job. Um, they did the same defense on Kawhi yesterday. Well, that's a different story. That's a different story. That's a different. It was the different same game. result, right? It's a different game. No, that's a different game. That's a different, different game. That one is. I'll tell, we'll get to that later. But I think this one, right. I I solely labor on the offensive rebounding. Just poor off. You gotta grab the boards. If you're gonna force the guy to take a open three point shot, if he's open, you better get in rebound positions and grab that board. There's no excuse for that. Second, 76ers. The game that Akshay missed. I missed it. You missed the game. We were supposed to watch this game all together uh, at Real Sports. I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. And actually didn't okay. show up. I know. I didn't show up. I bailed. Sorry, guys. Um, Ridiculous. Anyways, I that game That game was kind of like blah. It felt like I couldn't get much from it. Other than that, I still am not that scared of the Sixers. Like I, just, I, know, I know they took us seven games. I know that we played them twice this year and they beat us once. But for whatever reason, and they may still beat us in the playoffs. For whatever reason, though, they just do not scare me that much because I just feel like all their guys have obvious holes that you can that will be tough for them to overcome. Like 
I've never seen every time I watch a Joel Embiid like I look at a stat line for Joel Embiid and it's like oh he got like tonight what did he get 38 points or something ridiculous against mm-hmm. Boston yeah I, I can't even imagine 38 points for Joel Embiid because every time he plays against us it's not even close to that uh so I have to watch another game so I'm not they don't really scare me that game was just like such low energy on the Raptors part that I don't know how much you could actually get from that game other than you know they just didn't play well and Pascal Siakam needs to be more aggressive and things like that. You know, the standard the standard cliche lines that come after these types of games. Absolutely. So, I don't know. What do you get out of it? Uh, I'll say a couple of things here. Defense. A little weak, right? I mean, when I mean weak, I'm not going to go over. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on Pascal. When, you give to, when you're covering Tobias Harris and you give him, you allow him to beat us at 26 points, 4 eight from 3, you're giving him way too much space. Too much space. I think Tobias beat us in that way, and they created a little bit of a gap in that way. I think Gasol played Embiid really well. I think Embiid wasn't exactly a factor at all. Second, what I loved about this game, two minutes to go, full court press. Holy crap. Oh, way more than two minutes. It was like six minutes. Oh, it was amazing. Six it was, minutes. It was six phenomenal. Minutes. Phenomenal. Yeah. And we got that lead down to like was it, five. 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 From like 15, five from like 18 yeah. or something to five, which was amazing. We need more of this. I think this, that's innovative defenses. Uh, but you going, can only do it in like desperation situations, right? Like that, I, that I, think, I think what you can do is you can pull this out during games randomly, right? And shock that offense up big time. And I think shock the, the team's offense up big time. And I'd be really curious to see if, if Nick Nurse decides to pull this out with like, you know, like first quarter, three minutes to go, two minutes to go, they're up. You... Just shock it. Just pull pressure on the def- on, on the offense at hundred uh, percent, right? So it is it is an interesting one. I really enjoyed that, right? I we need to see more OG obviously in the end, but I think two things: defense, Pascal defense was garbage. Yeah, but he's actually not been very good. His help defense has been good this year, but his on the ball defense this year, it was just he's awful. actually been really he's been bad this year a lot, and, and he's he's gone. If you watch closely, he's getting blown by. Yeah, much more than he needs to like getting just caught flat. It's not even like he's lost a step or he's hurt. He's just like getting caught flat footed and then he's getting blown by repeatedly. And I don't know if it's like extra load on offense that's giving him trouble or he's in his head a little bit, but his defense, like his man to man defense has not been good. The only person who's playing like really, really good man to man defense on, on the perimeter is OG right now. And maybe, yeah. oh, and Rondé Hollis Jefferson, maybe yeah, occasionally. Both, but, both but, them, absolutely. But, but absolutely. Pascal is, Pascal's still very good, but like, he was much better defensively this last year. I think part of it is like he's also scared to reach wow. and and yeah. things like that. Yeah, he's just he's in his it's and this is part of it. Like so it, the leap from going to great to elite in in basketball whether it's a team or even an individual player is like the hardest leap, right? You can always go from bad to okay to okay to good, good to great and then but then the great to like elite, you know that the the level that the LeBrons and the Kwais and even the Paul Georges or whatever live at, that jump that that Pascal's trying to take right now is is the hardest jump. And so these are these are kind of the growing pains that we knew, and he's kind of spoiled us with, um, with like being so good and so linear in his progress. But really, most NBA players are not very linear in their progress. They're kind of they're kind of up and down, right? And so this is kind of now you're now you're starting to see with with Pascal. There's a little bit of a down. With like his defense is going, he's not as efficient. 
But you know, you can see the ups. You can see he's trying, though. That's that's all you can hope for. Absolutely. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I still have hope. I think he's still going to be really. I think he has a chance to be a top ten player in the in the league, even though he had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, Chicago. Oh, what did you think? I don't want to talk about this. One. This is a lucky win. This is a lucky yeah. win. Nothing. Nothing got from this league. This was just like you hoped. We we had planned that. Okay, you know what? We're like we got to beat the crap out of this team, and this team stayed with us, and we barely got one. To be honest, I, know, with you, I don't think I we know. deserved the one. No, we. It's, it's almost like we lost five in a row. Uh, yeah, this. I just nothing came of it other than Chicago is bad. Like I just nothing about they don't. I they were very lucky to hang with the Raptors this game. They don't. They don't play offense well. They don't like set. They don't play defense well. They don't run plays well. Like, it's just like everything looked bad on their end, and the Raptors just shot terribly and kept Chicago in the game. But for all the like, Chicago might be that dark horse eight seed. No way, they're bad, man. Yeah, that was they're tough really one. Bad. All right, yeah. last game, Clips. Yeah, I went to this game, so it was like uh, the the energy in the building for Kawhi stuff was pretty good. Um, the energy on the court for the Raptors is not so good again, but but like I think uh, I think it was good. Like they they did it quickly. Um, it was it, the whole team came out. The executives were all there. He shook everybody's hand. He put his hand up, and then it was like, all right, cool, thanks. And I think I kind of had this feeling of like I'm glad it's done. Like I'm over I'm over all the Kawhi stuff. Like thank you, he did great. But I'm over it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Kawhi and how great he was last year. I'm cool. Like we can. He, the journey of getting the championship last year was awesome. But now I'm like ready to move forward. And I felt like okay, cool. Now we can all move forward. I'm. I'm happy. Um, Siakam, I thought was finally aggressive. He he kind of lost it in the last couple of weeks. But yesterday, I thought he really was aggressive. He attacked Paul George a couple of times on uh, post ups and scored. Um, and then it's also like it was really obvious to me how important Fred Van Vliet has become to the offense. Here's what Freddie V's agent's probably going crazy right now. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Oh, we're getting that max money deal." It's, he's not getting max, but he might get like a Brogdon, or maybe a little bit higher than Brogdon, oh, like a like, like eight, 80, 80 million four years kind of. I think maybe a hundred four years, but not max. Man, if if he wants max, and some team out there is going to give him max, like Pascal money. He can walk. He's not. You can't give max to a guy like Freddie V till he proves that he can do it absolutely like, consistently and stay on the court. That's the other thing. He, he's pretty injury prone. That's true. All right. Um, here, 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 here's what I want. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be quick with this. Win. Raptors. Raptors did Voldemort right. All right. Voldemort. Yes. Right. He did it right. They didn't. They did him well. But you know what? After that, he was out to kill us, and we weren't ready for that. Yeah, I'll tell you, he, <laughs> he came out. He, he came. He was like, you know what? Screw you. You guys want a mid range? I'm a dominant in mid range, and he did. What the loss was: twenty two percent from three. You cannot shoot twenty two percent from three and expect to win any games, let alone against the Clips. Yeah. Raptors have shot forty three percent from three. So this this is an interesting stat. What I pulled out: Raptors have shot forty three percent from three when there are approximately no defenders at sight, right? So like six feet or six feet or six, six feet or more, no defenders. Yeah. So they have a really good percentage and they're open. They're still at 20, 20 field goals game. They're still getting those open looks. The offense flows, the ball zips through. Mm-hmm. However, in the last five games, they've shot mm-hmm. 32%. Yeah. It's been atrocious. Like these are open three-pointers. No one's within like 
you know, like a, like a bunch of feet away from you. It's open shots. They're not making those open shots, which is a little terrifying because you're like, it's not like a guy's in your face. You're not making it. Okay, they're open shots. The com- There's a confidence issue there here that's hurting them. And that was something that hurt us. Second, mid-range. Where was the mid-range? Well, Kawhi took it. Sorry, Voldemort took it and didn't even give it back to us because Serge was goddamn atrocious. Zero points. Just oh, It was just awful to watch. Yeah. Overall, not happy with that game. It was good. We treated him, we treated him right, right, and I think everyone did the right thing. But, like, you know, standing ovation and, you know, all that jazz and the nice board man gets ring and all that kind of stuff the Raptors organization have done. But in the end, the goal was you got to beat this team. And we kind of showed. We, like, we crumbled. We didn't play well. We didn't play well. We didn't play good offense at all. And the pressure was on our defense 80%, 89% of the time. Every time you miss an open three, now you got to come back and defend Kawhi and PG. And you're yeah. expecting more Harkless and Pat. And, and PG played bad yesterday. Yeah, PG, like, PG played bad. He just he missed you know, so many open threes. Yeah, he missed open know? threes, and you're letting more Harkless try to beat you. And, like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it was it's just. not a good game. No, not a good like, game. Not a good game. No, and, and those stats are interesting in terms of the three pointers. Like, everybody kind of lives by three and dies by three. I didn't know. I didn't, like, my the eye test on it felt like they were still getting decent ball movement. I, I there. So, there. The so ball you, movement is there. You gotta make your shot. You gotta make them. And, you're, you're and Kawhi, uh, sorry, and uh, Serge and Lowry have been terrible since they've come back. Hundred percent. Right? So I, I, I think I Serge might have played the worst game of his life yesterday. It was pretty know. bad. It was pretty bad. I just think I don't think the offense is completely wrong. There's no shifting. I think it's just you need to help these guys' confidence. I think it's more confidence, right? When you're making those three point shots, the offense is fine. I think the ball is still zipping. The ball is still moving around. Everyone's got the right idea in mind, so it's not like they got to change any schemes. You're not going to get open shots like that. You just have to make them. And in the end, either maybe you need players to be in those positions to make that shot and get the team going. Uh, but if your top players aren't making them, it's kind of tough. So let, let me let me ask you your, your thoughts on playing Patrick McCaw. More like at dude, all. Dude, I, okay. I, don't, I don't know why he's like, I get the defense, but yesterday I was watching him and I was like, let me, let me read you his line before I get your thoughts on it. Yesterday he played 10 minutes. He was 0 for 2. He has zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, one turnover, two fouls, minus 14. Like you can't, you can't be on the court for 10 minutes and have nothing, like literally nothing. You know, like I get you play good on ball defense, but I don't know. I I'm, I might as well just, like I'm at the point where I'm like I'd just rather you roll with Terrence Davis, dude. There was a lineup in there that was I oh, was gosh. looking at this and I was like looking at this and I was like you got to be kidding me. Like you know you remember that I messaged. I think I was like this is uh, ridiculous. There was two really crazy lineups yesterday. It was Patrick yeah. McCall, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Who else was it? It was OG Ananobi, Serge Ibaka. I'm like, who the heck is this? Like, no one is going to be able to score. Like, no one can score. Like, literally, who are you going to give the ball to? I don't know. That that was... It was awful. To me, that was the second weirdest lineup yesterday. So, this is kind of where Nick Nurse... Nick Nurse has kind of been this, like, poster boy for being, being like, a mad scientist and everything kind of working out in his favor. Now he's finally, like, this last stretch, he's done a lot of shit that, that hasn't worked. Like, the aggressive defense on on uh, Harden and the aggressive defense on um, on Kwai yesterday. 
and things like that and just low energy. Like, so now, now we're finally at a stretch. We can even go back to the Miami game, right? Um, where, where Jimmy Butler went off. So he's done a lot of things that haven't worked out in this last stretch of uh, five games. So it'd be interesting to see how all these mad scientist things that he does are now going to turn and the fan base is going to start to turn on him to be like, what are you doing? Because I was yesterday, they were down, and then I saw him roll out a lineup of of uh, Mark at the five, Serge at the four. First of all, Serge is having the worst game of his life. Like, okay, whatever. I know you need to get rid of them back. Then, then Chris Boucher at the three. Yes, Chris Boucher. Pascal Siakam at the two. And then Kyle Lowry at the one. Like, that is four, like... That is a center, three power forwards, and a point guard yeah. in the lineup. And I get you're trying to look, but that's weird. Man. This is some New York Knicks shit. Yeah, that that is some yeah, that is some New York Knicks shit. Like it was, and that, that's the thing. Like usually it works out for him, right? He'll put a big lineup in it, and I don't know how much it is of like, hey, I just want to see how it looks like. I just want to see what it looks like. Um, which maybe is fine, I guess. I don't know, but I the the thing was last year. They had a lot more margin for error, right? When you've got when you've got Kawhi Leonard on your team, you've got a ton of margin for error. Now the margin for error is like not as big, and so when he does all these crazy things, it's fine. I'm gonna still give him the benefit of the doubt. The guy won a, a a chip, right? So like he might know he knows what he's doing much more than we do. But it's brutal. Like when you're down 20 and you're seeing like that bench lineup or this like four power forward lineup or whatever it is got going on. It's weird, man. It's weird. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Okay. Let's do a quick do wanna, thing. Do, do you want to do an ad? Yeah, we need to get ads in there, right? We need to be supported here. All right, let's do it. It's the lovely holiday season, in effect. Black Friday has come and gone. Christmas is upon us. You've got your tree set. You've got your cookies made up. You've warmed up your hot chocolate. You've bought the Baileys. You've got the wine. You've got all the things you need except for that special one. You're missing that company. You're missing that cuddle buddy. The person you'd want to spend the holidays with. Well, guess what? Our friends at TinderPhotography.ca can help you out and get you the match you want. Let's get you the perfect shot. Let's get you those perfect outdoor photography shots out there and get those matches going. And always remember, love is a very powerful drug. All right. It's exciting. We're excited to be here. Uh, you should you should do the whole episode in that seductive voice one day. Well, I'm going to do ASMR next time. Like The next stop is NBA's first take. All right. And then I have to, like, in editing, I have to bounce it from, like, the left side of their ear to the right yes, side. Yes, you ear have to do that. Side. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that. NBA's first take. Let's talk about... Kawhi's fu symbol. Oh yeah. Okay. So we gotta do that. Oh, have you seen the you've seen the ASMR ad for Fred, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I was, I don't know how I stumbled across Fred Van Vliet's Instagram page. Oh, he first of all, Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. I've decided that oh, with the Canadian tax system in place, oh. we're gonna make a lot of money through ads. We're gonna milk literally, everything. It's all ads. It's like literally just like. Add two random game posts so it doesn't look like it's all ads. Like it's not even him posting anything. It's just like some random game picture of him, and then like another ad. 
Can we just and then it, can we name him Fred Corporate Van Vliet? Oh my god, this guy like make your money. Eh? Like I guess it's fine. He's got to make his money. But if so, I, let's see. I'm gonna go to it really quickly and just I, I think like the within the last 10, 15 posts. So there's one today for Audi that he posted. Then like there was one for Toys R Us that he posted. There you go. Then um, then the. ASMR. Uh, Canadian Tire one. Yeah. And then there's the Amex one. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that one. Uh, then there's another Amex one. Yeah. There's an Axe one. An Axe one? Yeah, Axe. Okay, an Axe Like one? Axe. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then there's the Roots one. Oh, my God. This, this guy's an ad advertising monster. Yeah, and then there's a China one. Oh yeah, from uh, when they were the Great Wall. I guess when they went to when they did the uh, did he no? Where did they end up going? Did they go? To, they went to Japan. Sorry, Tokyo. So I guess he went to he went to he went to China. So from the summer, just from this. Oh, and then there's Beats one. I found a Beats one too. Oh my god! Um, because it's not it's not like it's not officially like listed as Beats, but it's just him and it's headphones and can we please call him fred corporate van fleet that's his name so from the summer we've got a china one a beats at one we've got a few amex ones we've got a roots one we've got an axe one we've got uh where's the other ones we've got a canadian tire one we've got a toys r us one and we've got an audi one there you go just from the summer (laughs) freddie v is making that money that's what's all about and that that uh not to mention all the bet on yourself gear all over. <laughs> Please bet on yourself so you can get corporate cor- corporate sponsorships, Freddie V. That's the way to go. Uh, okay. So Kwai put the middle finger. So every, every, for anybody who doesn't know, the, uh, the, the Raptors can put anything they want inside the ring. And so a lot of people put, like, for example, uh, Mark put grit and grind because, you know, he grew up in that, that Memphis system and, and so he wanted to pay honor to that system. So he put green grind. Um, <laughs> Kwai Leonard put the middle finger emoji in his thing and said to the media that he put it so that he could remember what finger to wear it on. First of all, nobody wears NBA championship rings. It's like it's like an ankle weight on your finger. Uh, so Talib, I ask you. Who is Kawhi Leonard saying F you to? You know, that's an interesting one. I think he's saying F you to all the haters that he has. And I think that probably a lot of them are in San Antonio. I really think I, yeah, I, I, I just think, think I, I don't even think we have to overthink this. I, I think, think it's, it's, he's just saying to the Spurs. Spurs. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, look, I just left and I won a championship. This is how it goes. You needed you were- me. I, yeah. I I went and I went and did it myself in another country. Boom. Yeah, you hey. decided to ship me off to the furthest place possible from LA. I ended up winning a chip, and they ended up believing me that I was hurt, and we ended up winning a chip. If you just believed that I was hurt, that's where I go. Maybe we could have won Baltimore. Chip. All right, what's next? Uh, all right, so last thing we're gonna do today, uh, we'll talk about quickly NBA trade deadline. So oh, this is ridiculous. We're in freaking December, actually. I know, wow. but we are going to talk because everybody else is going to talk about the NBA trade deadline. We're going to talk. So the NBA trade deadline is in February, but the NBA trade season, which is a, a new thing that they're starting in the NBA, because apparently we don't talk about the NBA enough. 
uh, starts December 15th because all the contracts that were signed in the summer are now eligible to be traded as well. And this last summer, like a third of the league was free agents. So a bunch of contracts cannot be moved. But now, on December 15th, all the contracts can be moved. All right. What's your deal? Who's, so, who, who, who's, your, who's your lucky goose? So I'm going to give you some names, and you're just going to tell me if you think that they're going to get traded by February or not. All right. Let's do it. All right. So first big name has three years and $90 million left on his contract. Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You think he wants to get traded? He's, he's trying real hard to get traded. Yeah, he's there was even it. a leak that he wants to go play for the Trailblazers. And that leak clearly comes from Kevin Love. Um, <laughs> he said that's only him, right? Uh, yeah, I think Kevin Love's out. You think he's going to get traded? Yeah, it's just like the money. I don't it's know where horrible. he would go. Where would he go? This, this is my thing, right? You sign with this team. When he signed with this team, like, you've got to know there's no one else on this team. Like, I don't even yeah, think... But people really people don't be... care anymore. Exactly. They just, they just I, sign. I was Cleveland, I just, like, stash him. Just, like, play him. Play his contract out. Like, this is... You gave him a five-year deal, whatever it is, he accepted, and he was like super excited to be in Cleveland. But you knew this was going to be a rebuild, rebuilding challenge. So yeah, in my end, I think I personally think he's he's a decent player to get traded, and like he'll have some value to add to your team on the rebounding uh, and a little bit of offense aspect. Uh, yeah, Kevin Love's out. You think he's going to get traded? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think like the money is again the issue, right? I think uh, they're going to have to give a pick. Here's so my- that's the thing. So you sign Kevin Love because you think he's an asset, right? So that you can flip him. Like, just like they did with uh, Blake Griffin. But now people aren't giving you... Uh, there was a report today that the Cavs are asking for a first-round pick and every other team is saying that, no, you have to give us a first-round pick to take on that money. 100%. I think that's what it is. So, you can take, dude, three is 90 million. That, that puts you out of like a lot of classes, like 2021, 2022, the big free yeah. classes. So if you're going to do and that, 31. you better give he's me 30. a pick. It makes sense. Yeah, he's 31. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. And so like best case scenario, maybe somebody will give them a second round pick, I think, at this point. But we'll see. Um, okay. Having the most efficient year of his career, Mr. DeRozan, averaging 21.6 rebounds, five assists on 51% shooting. No, he's not going to trade it. You, think he's, you don't think he's going to no. trade it? There's a lot of rumors about Magic, Pistons, Timberwolves. Those are like the teams looking at him. Like I think I think there's like that that – you know, a team that is desperate to make the playoffs. Like these are all desperate to make the playoffs, or just at least try to make some noise in the playoffs. Teams. I can, I can see them. I can see them going that. after like Demar, but I, I I don't see him leaving. I mean, I was I was thinking the Magic was like actually a good fit for him, but I would didn't know. Like I I looked up the the contracts, and I don't know who they would have. They would have to like I think move Fournier. That's the only one that makes sense like money wise, and they're both kind of expiring. Yeah, they're both expensive. So, so what, what are you getting out of that? You're getting a little bit more scoring. Well, do you, I guess the thing is, do you do you think DeRozan is a significant upgrade from Fournier? Oh, yeah. 100%. I'll give you that right now. I'll tell you. 100%. He's definitely So that's that's the thing, right? But, but so you, if you, but would you, you give up a pick and Fournier? I don't know if I'm giving a DeRozan. pick. I'm not giving a pick because this pick you is... You have to. That's the problem. I'll I, I give a second round pick, but like second yeah, round picks are useless. It's a I don't round. know if the Spurs want that. The Spurs would want to take a... Okay, let's see who else. Um, who on these uh, on this OKC Thunder? Literally, the team that is designed to be traded. Uh, who do you think is going to be gone on that team? So there's Gallinari that yeah, can be traded. I think, I think him. Paul. I think Gallinari is the guy. 
I think Allen yeah. is the only guy on that team that I think Chris Paul contract way seems like ridiculous. I think Gallinari seems like the right fit to go. Uh, is it still a player that can add a little bit of in-depth scoring off the bench? I think and, Steven Adams is there too. I don't know about Steven Adams. I think the new NBA is a little bit harder on him. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah I, I agree with you. I think I think the most likely one is Gallinari. I think he makes like twenty million. Yeah, I think Gallinari is going to be out. Um, I have another player. I don't know if you're going. You go. You got one more player. No, I got a few on the list. Who oh, do you have? Who's, no, who I, do you have? The, the, the player who I think is going to be most likely to get traded, not only OKC, is JJ Redick. Uh, what and, does he have? He has two years? Yeah. Deal? He, no, he signed a one-year deal, I think. Uh, is it? No, I thought it was a two-year deal. Two year, okay, two-year deal. But he just signed, and like the team has basically not performed well at all. They've been f- atrocious without Zion. I don't even know if Zion's going to play this year. Uh They've not had yeah. a great year, and Two-year I think deal. it's probably going to be like if they can see if they can get like a team to bite on JJ for some scoring, you take him. Third, yeah. So third two-year deal, thirteen million a year. Yeah. So it's actually a great contract. Yeah, no, it's a great uh, contract. You got you got rookies and you got rookies in your system with Lonzo and everything like that. You don't you still don't need to pay them, right? So. Well, staying staying with uh, that team, you think Drew Holiday is going to go? He's got he's got uh, twenty six million this year and fifty one over the next two. He's 29. You think he's, they're going to trade him? I don't know who's going to take him. I think a lot of these guys become a lot harder. If you start, you sign these ridiculous contracts, especially if you're not, if you're not expiring, this is a very difficult. This is very difficult. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's going to be some, so I think Iguodala for sure is going to get traded. We can talk about the, like the lesser names now. So I think Iguodala for sure is going to get traded. He's not even playing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies are just going to wait for the best offer and yeah. then just give it. Like Absolutely. they don't care about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcus Morris is another one that might get traded. Is that the one New York or is that the other guy? Yeah, New York, New York, New York. Oh, I hope he gets but he's playing trade. well. He's averaging, he he's averaging nineteen points. He's averaging nineteen points on forty nine percent shooting. Oh, so I don't. New York, New York doesn't count. New York is just trash. Uh, Bertans is another one. Oh, he's having, he's Bertans had, is having a crazy year. He is having. Uh, you know what? The Bertans thing. Here is the funny thing. The Bertans thing is, is an awful one because San Antonio had to yeah. give him up because they needed space and cap space to sign Marcus Morris. And then Marcus Morris decided to bail and go to New York. And that screwed San Antonio because they've kind of had Bertans. And Bertans yeah. is a phenomenal player. So they, yeah. I this is, this is a weird, weird dra- drama situation. I would love to know what actually went down. And I mean, I, I don't think it's that crazy. I think what I think the deal that they had agreed on was like, so they had to release Bertans. First of all, if they knew Bertans was going to turn into what he is today, I don't think they would release him because he's actually playing fantastic for the Wizards and nobody's really paying attention to it because he's on the Wizards. But he's like, he's not, he was just like a standstill shooter for them. But now he's really evolved his game, right? So he's much better. He's averaging 16 points a game for them um, and on great percentages. But I, I think what happened was they released his rights to sign, um, the Spur, to sign Morris, and I think they signed Morris to like a two-year, twenty-six million or something like that, like thirteen million a year, something similar to the JJ Redick contract. Mm-hmm. And then New York gave him like twenty million for one year, something silly. And so he's like, "Well," I, I, and so like it's like, "Well, I'm going to take all the money up front now, and then the next year I can make back that money pretty easily." So from a financial decision, but you just don't do things like that, right? Like there's there's like a code of conduct in the NBA. Like once you agree, you agree. 
because yeah. otherwise people would do like and then rich paul was so upset by that he dropped him as a client yeah um, 100%. But, i mean the guys like got an extra eight, like seven eight million so it's hard to it's hard to argue with the decision yeah. it's just that you should have not agreed to it yeah um, absolutely agree with that so you think reddick's gonna get traded uh there's some other ones aaron gordon he's kind of like i think he just needs to change the scenery Interesting um, guy though, right? Great player, but probably yeah, I cool. think he just needs a. How about Drew Hall? Oh, sorry, you're not uh, Drew. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. No man, they're not trading him. That team is shit. Anyways, they need something to keep the keep the people in the seats. They need some sort of entertainment. I I don't think that even that. I don't think anybody's paying. First of all, those tickets are already sold out. Like it's already paid for. They, I, I don't think I I, I I don't think they've given it a shot, and that's what that's why I think it is. They need to give it a shot. And I mean give it a shot is get Clay, Steph, D'Angelo, Draymond, line up, let's do it. Let's give it a shot. And the first overall pick that they're gonna get too. Yeah, it could be pretty decent. Right? <laughs> they're gonna be I mean they if they get if they get a first overall pick or for one or two pick. And then like, one of them's gone. hundred percent. Yeah. The other one that I think uh if um Minnesota decides to sell, everybody's gonna be on on Robert Covington. Uh, Robert Covington is a very highly touted, highly touted thing. So they're in like an awkward spot. Like Minnesota is like a decent team, and I think they've got some. They're just up and down with a couple of games. They win. They're they're in the games, and we're seeing some good production for some of the players. Andrew Wiggins specifically, he's slowed down a bit here and there, but I think he's having a great season. And Robert Covington is this is why they got him. They got a good deal for him. Yeah, I the one person who I want to get traded. I just want Chris Paul to get traded to a really good team. So I want to see him like he's actually been really good in the playoffs and everybody gives him a lot of shit, but his numbers are actually good. I actually I was watching the Rockets that day and I was like, man, you know, who'd be much better on this team than Westbrook? Chris Paul. Oh, I know they traded him because this... he doesn't stay healthy. That's the reason they traded him. Oh, he's a he's a way, but he can just shoot yeah. the ball, man. But player wise, I'm taking Chris Paul over Westbrook's. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what actually happens, but I I don't foresee it being like significant. The only one I think I could see, I think JJ is probably going to be the one, but everyone else I think is like I'm not too sure that they could, they, everyone's anyone's going to pull the big 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 trigger on that one. Any other ones? Yeah, the money, the money's the issue. The money, so, the money we'll comes down to the issue. It comes down to the money, and it comes down to like ruining your cap flexibility going to 2021, where the big yeah. season comes in. You cannot That's risk where, it, right? Where everybody's going after Giannis and Kawhi and PG and all those guys. All that stuff, stuff yeah. You know what? But that's All about right, it. Cool. Yeah. Trade season has begun, guys. It's almost Two ridiculous. months of this. It's You're going to hear about it. <laughs> All right. We got next uh, quick games. We got Saturday, Brooklyn. What are your thoughts? Yo, I'm 3-0 this week. That's it. I'm just right. calling it. Saturday, Brooklyn, Monday, Cavs, Wednesday, Pistons. I'm going 2-1. and one. Lost it at Pistons. Uh, Dwayne Casey's revenge. Revenge game. Dwayne Casey and Derek Rose. Uh, uh, Rose. They got to trade Drummond, man. No, Let's no, get rid of it. No, I, Drummond is just trash. <laughs> Drummond is trash. We're going to the Cavs game, so this is going to be a fun. No, I, I hope. I hope we don't play like Chicago. I want to beat them, and that's it. Yes, beat them by like fifty. Yeah, I'm more uh, than happy with that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. We're good. All right. We will we'll, talk to everybody. When are you flying? Wednesday. Oh, you're flying on Wednesday. Maybe okay. we'll do one before. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. Okay. 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 Take care, everybody. Enjoy. Okay. Bye.